0: Podcast
1: with Nicole and John Allen. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Radical Awareness Podcast. No guest today. Just I mean, us.
0: We're kind of guests.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, welcome to my special guest, Nicole.
0: <laughs> welcome to you, special guest John.
1: <laughs> um, we're also special, even if we're not guests. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We are sure. special. Please continue.
1: <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about what we've been up to when we haven't been up to yoga and podcasts I mean, and teacher I guess, trainings. Some of you know, yeah, but
0: like things got a bit weird. Things got a bit weird.
1: <laughs> yep, they did. They did.
0: I'm saying that again to get closer to the microphone. Yeah, just I wonder if of- it makes a difference. I should sit lower.
1: Lower. Anyway,
0: you no are behind the scenes.
1: Working with this this wonderful technology. So <laughs> um, this episode is brought to you by us and the things we do, and we're interested in sharing them with you today. Um, and what we're going to actually be talking about is the new and exciting for us um, world of Organite. Organite.
0: Organite, what a great word. Um, Orgone energy as it is formerly known um and it's really interesting so if you have no idea what we're talking about we're now actually hand making uh these little pyramids that's what they look like and it's kind of like huh What, what are you doing and how on earth does that connect to anything you were doing before and so we kind of wanted to have a conversation because to us and our um our unfolding it very much connects to everything else we've been doing and was quite a natural progression but we understand from the outside it might not look like that it looks like we've just kind of gone into the world of risen craft um, which we have but not in maybe the way that it uh, it looks at first first Look. Yes. So if you if,
1: if you haven't seen it, jump onto our website um, www.rawaware.com
0: Are we going to put a picture?
1: Forward slash store in the show notes. Yeah, we can put a picture there, but no one ever looks at the picture. You might see the picture on the um on the screen for this particular episode. I wonder if
0: you've seen a picture. Now that you're listening and you're like, I know what they're talking about, but we don't even know what that picture is yet because, you know, by the time you're listening, who knows when that is. Yes. Crazy. Time.
1: (laughs) Anyway, we've got heaps of different um, pyramid shapes and sizes, um, but the basic kind of structure of the organite um, doesn't have to be a pyramid. Not at all. It's just common and often. Uh, Pyramids are used because they have their own Kind of energy to them But let's go into The technical side Of Organite
0: Yeah, do we want to start there or do we want to go back to Kind of how we ended up here and then go into the technical Stuff? If you want I kind of do, you know I do like a good Story, so You know, obviously we've taught Yoga, I mean I've taught yoga now Pretty much for 10 years And then I guess, yeah practicing Longer than that obviously. Um, And, you know, got into the game of of things like meditation and uh, counseling and psychology and energy psychology and energy medicine and somatics and then kind of going to having body work ourselves and just being like, how does this all connect? And then really getting into we would call just that everything comes back to awareness as you know by the name of this podcast and what does awareness really mean but when we were a few years ago kind of exploring actually writing one of our teacher training manuals for advanced training we stumbled upon um a guy called Dr. Wilhelm Reich, that if you know anything about organite or organ energy, you will very much know who he is already. Um, no longer alive, died in 1957, but around the kind of, let's say, between the 30s and 50s, was a very prolific, um, I want to say scientist, but also a psychoanalyst. So he actually more started as a therapist and worked under Freud. I very much digressed in my so, story.
1: No, I think it's a great digression because I think his journey is—it's such a an actual logical journey. And mm. so he started out looking at you know what makes somebody tick, like how does how does this work? You come into this world of um, psychoanalysis, as they call it, um, or called it then, um, but from the medical. Doctor direction. So he always was, was training to be a psychiatrist. He trained as a medical doctor, so there, there's a bit of a science background. But he's just forever curious, forever analyzing, forever looking at why and where and what and, can and
0: looking we, specifically at the human condition. You yeah. know, like why are people like aggressive and violent? You know, like why do people do bad things? I think there's a really curious part in some of his work that's like, but but why are we like this and For those of you who have listened to many of our podcasts, you know, and I know for myself and for us, we have the same question, like, why is there so much corruption? Why is there, is there perceivably, potentially this elite group of people that are kind of dictating the way the world is going right now that may not be benefiting everybody, that may be benefiting just the few rather than the many? And interestingly enough, Wilhelm Reich's work is very similar he's very irritated and angry and you can kind of feel i love the passion in his words if you ever get a chance to read any of his stuff he is a Um,
1: prolific author
0: and he's it's so like uh no um in the sense that you know why why are people like this like you know it it blows my mind that some of us have the most empathetic compassionate hearts and just want to be in service of ourselves and each other and others have like what seems to be the complete opposite? And so because he, at that time, in um, psychoanalysis, and where everything was going with Freud? Freud. Freud, I said it right. I'm yeah. just, you know, yeah. podcasting. Um, <laughs> it was very based on this idea of sexuality. And so he started looking at that and again, like suppressed um sexuality and what that does and how that actually this idea of armoring right so the the armored person then actually tends to have more aggressive traits and this can actually come from repressed oppressed suppressed all, all those of words those things. yeah um, sexuality and not in the sense of just purely you've got to go and have lots of sex which his work has definitely been taken into which is absolutely not what he's talking about at all it's more like if we don't have a healthy understanding of our own sexuality who we are as a sexual being how to deal with our own sexual energy and how to have positive intimacy with another then that all gets kind of repressed in some sort of toxic twisted way kind of like it flips us upside down and then rather than our actions being in alignment with who we are as benevolent beings it's like it flips it into more of a benevolent being and we start acting in ways that. kind of the opposite right because we live in this world of duality polarity and so he was really trying to explore that and it was based around sexuality because that's what they were all looking at at the time it's not some random thing like he was sex obsessed that's exactly what Freud was doing which is accepted when Freud talks about it but suddenly Wilhelm Wright talks about it and he's some weird sexual deviant now that happens right because we always want to. Well, let's say these. If there was a group of elite that you know like to slander and character attack people, they will do it to the ones who tend to hmm, talk about freedom for all beings everywhere. So which is what he was doing.
1: So if you think about it from this perspective of sexual energy being creative energy, I think this is this is Reich's. Exploration. He's like, okay, cool. Sexual energy. We can see all the negative sides of it. Um, we can see how the suppression, repression, oppression, all of that, <laughs> all of that happens. Um, and I think each one of those is, is an important exploration too. Um, but from the positive side of it, it is the it's the it's the creative force. It's the creative energy. It's the creation of life or the creation of life. Energy,
0: mm. like how would our species actually be here if we didn't have that much drive to procreate? You know, mm. it's a pretty big energy that it does create another being.
1: And having recently oh, had, having recently had our wonderful little puppy desexed, oh, we guys, can we can really it. really see what um, taking away someone's sexual energy does.
0: Yeah. There is a, a story for another podcast it on really the conspiracy is. of that, but anyway. Um, Oh, yes, I've gone into that.
1: Creative force, creative energy, life energy, and as Wilhelm Reich decided to call it orgone energy, based on the idea of the orgasm awesome. being the point of this creative force.
0: Yeah, so basically what he was doing was it was putting a name to the ether, which has before him, and he will admit this, been discovered, but then it was suppressed, <laughs> repressed, oppressed. Or
1: well, um, it was kind of written off by someone Einstein. like Einstein and that, that whole movement in the world I can't think of the two physics. guys
0: of the experiments. I don't know the names off the top of my head, if you do, who did the experiences, experiments sorry, to prove that the ether existed. I want to say 18... 18- Hundred something anyway yeah 1820 around that time I think yeah could be later actually don't quote me on that um anyway so it was already there and then it kind of got like so-called debunked by um <laughs> science uh at the same time I'm like if you're using your own senses right your own experience your own awareness it is hard to believe that there isn't an ether or an energy or a life force that's around us just
1: i know it's the, the michelson morley experiments thank you yes yeah. if you wanted
0: to look up that more so we're not saying one Rank didn't invent orgone he just discovered that there is like we call it you could call it the quantum field right or prana chi um and all these different names that is in you know in cultures everywhere it's not it wasn't inventing the wheel, but he called it orgone because he recognized, because they would come from this point of view of studying sexuality under Freud, that the moment of orgasm, you actually are generating more of this orgone force or like the ether, right? You're creating more energy. So if we use something like pranayama to actually access and create more prana, more energy in our body to have more of that vitality, it's the same thing. But in when you're but yeah, the point of orgasm, that, that big surge of energy, I don't think I have to overly explain what that is. I'm sure most of you have experienced, I hope most of you have experienced it firsthand to know what that energy feels like. I mean, it's a pretty good time. If the universe was made of that, I don't think anyone's going to be too upset. Right. I mean, and most of us are chasing it all of the time. So it makes sense that it is an a 2 our experience. So he kind of accidentally um, came into this and and then started doing these experiment experiments that are known as I didn't say it right today. Experiments. 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 <laughs> it down as and the bion, goes worse. the Bion experiments. Um, and many the other bion things Bion experiments
1: that come. are fascinating.
0: Highly recommend looking into it.
1: Oh. And a blue too. If anyone uh, you guys know our affinity to the colour blue.
0: We're pretty bummed up.
1: Yeah. Um, bions just they appear. They are life, creating life. Out of this
0: whole idea out of that the world, is there's so much scarcity and there's not enough and there's too many people. It's it a out. lie. It's a lie. And Wilhelm Reich proved that it was a lie, hence why they kind of wanted to kill him. Because uh, it doesn't really feed well with the, um, let's say, World Economic Forum's idea of the new world order. If you have information like this just floating around. I mean, it is floating around, but it's very discredited. As they do But they just character attack Right And call someone A sexual deviant Rather than being like He did all of this Really impressive science Or a conspiracy theorist A tinfoil
1: hat uh, A flat earther Um, uh, (laughs) I mean how many How many names are
0: there So many So many hats to edge on Like we're wearing them all (laughs) Um, But if you want to look at Someone else who's done uh, Replicated these experiments James Demeo. I said that right
1: Didn't
0: I 100% Go on to his website
1: D-E-M-E-O
0: he kind of looks like a, a little mad scientist too, but yeah. really awesome that he's repeated these experiments. But anyway, I digress. So back writing this, uh, one of the, the manuals, we were kind of looking at um, different types of bodywork. It actually all started from Thomas Myers with Anatomy Trains. And we were looking at, you know, the fascial trains, if you know what they are, so your connective tissue, how it relates more to Chinese medicine, how this goes back to a form of bodywork known as rolfing. And then it went back to kind of, um, Alexander Lowen, who did bioenergetics and Alexander Lowen, uh, and this also relates to like trauma release exercises so this whole idea that we heal from the bottom up rather than just top down you know kind of talk therapy nothing wrong with it but there tends to need to be a little bit of both right so working with the body and the mind and so Wilhelm Reich is really the father of all of this so Alexander Lowen, who did bioenergetics sorry I was going to say it relates to yeah, trauma release exercises um, actually studied with Wilhelm Reich and was definitely like, if you read some of his I hope stuff. I you guys
1: are taking notes. <laughs> and this is happening at warp speed. <laughs>
0: I'm so sorry. Let me slow down. <laughs> um, so the, the, he studied with Wilhelm Reich. So this is very much working with clients, right? And working this idea of, of therapy, but using the body, using the body to release trauma patterns and through things like thrusting, And shaking so you can see how he might have got The sexual deviant name if you've got like a Person lying on a table and you're Getting them to like thrust and maybe scream (laughs) Really fast which again Was becoming popular At the time and then later on definitely became Definitely swung that pendulum
1: And if you've Um, ever done something like an Osho meditation mm, um, You may have experienced this kind Of process mm, of of Using a lot of noise using a lot of Kind of gyration mm, using a lot of a lot of what are known as bioenergetic movements. Mm. Um, so there's there's a lot of this has infiltrated and filtrated down through so much of the kind of fringe bodywork world.
0: Yeah, massively. Like he really is the father of so much stuff. You know, you're discredited in the beginning, but. Um- even, even the kind of world of somatics and mindful movement, everything of like, we need to bring the body, we need to bring the body to the table, you know, like sure. this needs to be looked at. Um, in his very, he was out there, he was absolutely a renegade. So, yeah, just sort of credit to that. I mean, obviously, I'm trying to, you can go through warp speed at this, and there's so much reading and research you can do on it. But his story is really interesting. And then it's kind of weird because you've got this stuff going on, like all the body work and how it leans into, um, the sort of energy medicine side of things as well, somatics, as I've said. But then he's doing these bion experiments where he basically finds a way of not only recognizing the kind of orgone, let's say, field, you know, energy field, the orgone energy, but then Finding a way of actually, um, what am I trying to say? Not capture.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's basically capture. It's yeah. like accumulate. So he actually created a device which is called an orgone accumulator.
0: There you go. Capture. I'm picturing a little net. <laughs> yeah. i got you out catching butterflies or something.
1: And so this idea of the orgone accumulator works with um, the two opposing forces let's say so think about it as yin and yang you can think about it as male and female coming together to create new life energy but what he worked with was organic and inorganic materials so he used layers um, of wool and steel wool and so those two create a little kind of opposition the energy bounces around in there it gets attracted and it gets repulsed and I'm very much paraphrasing, um, and, and what happens as a result of that is an accumulation of organ or an accumulation of life energy. Now, Reich did this inside a container, and first of all, he started with something that was big enough for a, a mouse, and he used to get a cancer mouse. Put a you can- could
0: just buy them. We found this out the other day. <laughs> like, Was it his wife that was, was with me and he's talking, like, yeah. you could just buy cancer mice. I'm like, yeah. who are you Everyone's
1: guys? doing cancer research, so <laughs> you just buy a cancer mice. So he got, got the can- cancer mice, a cancer mouse, and put it inside this little <laughs> accumulator, which had these layers of wool and steel wool lining the walls and um, put, the, put the mouse in there. And obviously there'd be a control experiment of a mouse that wasn't in there and yada, yada, yada. And put it in for, I think, somewhere around 20 to 30 minutes a day don't quote me on that, something around that. And
0: Guys, we're still learning.
1: Yeah, and it showed
0: marked
1: improvements to the point where there was a process of re Um, So, working with cancers that were very much um, causing very depletion. low energy and depletion, these organ accumulators were re-energising these, these mice and- I'm not going to use the word cure, but um, resolving <laughs> some of the um, cancer symptoms. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that was one of his really kind of cornerstone discoveries from the perspective and all, all going to is obviously he then made them human size, he put humans in them.
0: The perspective of mainstream medicine, right? Mm. Like that was like because he was so in that world that he wanted – He got so discredited because they don't like talking about the ether. They don't like talking about these types of things. And he's like, I'm going to prove to you that this relates to medicine, that this is actually helpful. And yeah, he just, rather than kind of going off and just doing it, he was very like, no, I want to prove this point. Mad respect to him, um, but very hard. And it's interesting though, what we find really fascinating about this is that you're accumulating the life force, right? Let's go with prana. So we obviously come from a yogic background. And then it was for anyone who had these depleted conditions, it was helping, right, resolve some of the intensity or sicknesses. But if people who had more of an excess, right, an excess of energy that might have just been a little bit more chaotic and they went in the box, it was getting worse because it wasn't taking away. It was still adding to, which very much leans into Yogic understanding And Ayurvedic understanding And Chinese medicine understanding That you're always looking At Excess And deficiency You've got to be looking at trying that
1: Trying to but
0: find Western medicine's never doing that It's always excessive Right It's like Add something else Add something else Do something more dramatic If more that dramatic. doesn't work
1: Put that drug in If that doesn't work Add that drug oh, Cut that drug, off Do this That drug's going to work But it's going to give you side effects So it give you this drug To deal with those side effects And so that drug might give you side effects as well So it give you another drug To deal with those side effects And then You should be okay But Rather than being like, hey, should we fast for a week and see
0: how we're doing? Your
1: liver might be so hammered from trying to process all of that stuff that, well, you got cancer.
0: And then you just go round and round the merry-go-round of medicine thinking that you're so inherently broken We're actually they're just breaking you at every step. Now, we're never saying that there are absolutely times of, of... in. um Acute, situa- acute situations, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where Western medicine is amazing. All hands on deck and you absolutely need that very extreme measure. But for the majority of our everyday issues, you really don't. And when this whole, just this simple concept, which I am very much simplifying, of excess and deficiency is not taken into consideration, you pretty much know you're going to either, it's like just betting. It's kind of like gambling because if they're not considering that, then you don't really know, right? Like it's either going to be okay or shit you don't know so (laughs) it's it's interesting so we really like that kind of thing that this wasn't it's not just a miracle cure for everything everything is nuanced and requires more understanding and looking at and so Reich obviously used the cancer mice that you just buy at the store and then you know had humans who were keen on doing this and some absolutely i'm going to say it cured their cancer and others it got worse right that's the honest truth it does not make him some sort of
1: Psycho, man.
0: right? Like, But the idea is, is that there are no miracle men. It's always nuanced. It's always to the individual and every case is different, right? And it's, it's this ability to be able to discern, to know what's right for you, to be open to, you know, to open to trying things and everything else. So just sort of where his stuff gets discredited, it cracks me up that it's like the same people, you know, like the FDA and, and mainstream medicine and science who are then discrediting. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so dangerous. And yet, the number three killer worldwide, well, Western worldwide, is Western medicine. Are they standing up there being like, whoa, we should probably, like, stop doing Western what we're doing? Western medicine epidemic. But there actually is, one, according to their rules. And yet, that's just, but someone does this. So, always fascinating to remember when you're looking into these things, so that you can come at it with a really open heart and open mind. Um, yeah. So...
1: What on earth does <laughs> this have to do with a plastic pyramid?
0: John, what well, does? Anyway, got, <laughs> great question. So putting this manual together, right? I was like, oh, yeah, Wilhelm Reich, interesting. And even then, because I was like, he was my the first guy in my timeline, right? And then I'm, I'm bringing it all into where we're up to now. Um, and even reading some of Alexander Lowen's work, who's bioenergetics, and he's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, it got a bit weird, like, a lot of people that you read who talk about Reich are like, oh, he's pretty full on. And so I was like, oh, yeah, and kind of put that to the side. You know, like, just sounds like a bit of a nut job, which is what we're supposed to think about him, actually. And if
1: you do a shallow dive um, on mm. the internet and look up Reich, that's what you'll find. You'll In fact, do
0: it. Just see yeah. what you get. Like, it's so fascinating to lots watch of, how lots they of attack. Lots of kind
1: of – lots of crediting – Things, but quickly discrediting him through character assassination mostly. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, you know, if you sit on the kind of renegade side of the fence and you love someone who wants to have a good rant, I highly recommend reading his books. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so did that and then have continued on living our lives. La 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 la. And yeah. a few years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, we were watching something somewhere as we do learning. And learn a little bit about Organite Pyramids. And we're like, ooh, that's cool. Kind of knowing that the actual energy itself of the pyramid tends to have an... And this has been around for a long time. The actual just shape of a pyramid can have a positive effect on the environment around you. Obviously, we know of some pretty large pyramids that have been built, <laughs> you know. And that the actual shape is indeed quite effective. And they're very, um,
1: very long list of theories around the location of the pyramids, what they point at, mm. what they were used for, whether they were energy generators themselves. Mm. And that is a giant rabbit hole <laughs> full of many contradictions.
0: And yeah, and I think you can think of it like um any geometry, you know, whether we want to call it sacred geometry or just geometry, the mm. shapes that we experience that have the sense of beauty, have a sense of coherence. Like mm. It doesn't have to be this really complex understanding or like mathematical equation. If you look at a pyramid or you look at a um, the flower of life or a hexagon or anything, any any type of geometry, there is a beauty to it that actually incites a sense of coherence within you. You know, that is your simple experience of like, I enjoy looking at that. That is a way, a way, one way. Of knowing that something is emitting a good vibration, right? A good frequency because you feel good around it. Your eyes enjoy looking at it. So, never discredit is almost, that as not a scientific way of knowing something. It is yes. one way of knowing something, right? And
1: this is all that is almost the premise of design itself. So, yes. design is all about um, coming to this place of creating something that gives off a particular type of energy that is. Maybe if, it, if it's from a, um, from a commercial graphic design point of view, it's for a sales type purpose to attract the right type of customers to deliver the right type of information. And we can see that in all forms of design, in garden design, in urban mm. design, that things are put in particular arrangements which are based on geometry uh, to create a, create an effect. Mm. So we're dealing with this every day. You're dealing with it when you design your own business card. You're, yeah. you're dealing with it. Or with even it. your
0: bedroom, right? Like yeah. how your room is, how your home is. If, you're, if everything's messy and kind of chaotic and nothing is placed in a way that means something to you, that there is beauty, it generally affects us. And, you know, if you're feeling more depressed and incoherent, your living space will become more depressed and incoherent. Like mm. it will reflect that sort of way you are. If you can intentionally... you know clear your space and how we if you've been to our house you'll know like we have a lot of things like beautiful things and it is intentional it is creating that um sense of coherence and beauty within and the types of colors that resonate with you and we were actually a few years ago renovating our house and we were doing the um the splashback in the kitchen you know and blue is very much our color for me it's very calming and I like having blue around. I feel better and it's my home. And there's so many bizarre things like, oh, what about when you sell? And what about this? And I'm like, I don't care. Like we live here now and this is where we're experiencing our, our days. We wanted blue tiles. And it was amazing how many of the people, the construction people that were here were telling us not to do it, that it would be a bad idea. Like you don't know us, you're not going to live here. Like this is bad advice. Oh, you'll
1: get bored with it really quickly. You'll get over it. You
0: I know? love these tiles. Every morning when we walk down, it is so beautiful, and they're our colours and we chose them. And all of these things are important. So it's just understanding. I think you call it that like the beauty path. You know, this yeah. path of of awareness can also be through beauty, and if you like. If you like beautiful things and you're drawn to certain things, there is a reason for it. And, you know, we and this is another whole um, rabbit hole. The conspiracy but,
1: of minimalism.
0: Uh, the conspiracy of minimalism. <laughs> and that consumerism is so bad. It's like everything in balance and moderation. But if you feel drawn to things, why are we depriving ourselves mm. to live surrounded by beauty? what is that? If it it feels better for you to have less things, that's different. I'm not talking about that. But if you feel drawn, if you, I like things, I like to see things, I like to look at them in my home, then that is important. Someone telling me I'm doing that to fill a hole, sure, you know, but it's just checking in with yourself. It's a really interesting um, place to explore and reflect.
1: Yes, it really is. So if you're looking to fill a hole <laughs> in your house, you might like an organite pyramid.
0: Guys, we sell them.
1: Yeah. Because we make them. <laughs> <laughs> so let's come back to the Orgone accumulator because sometimes these Organite devices are called Orgone Accumulators um, because that is effectively what yeah, they're, they're kind of doing like, yeah. <laughs> on a smaller scale. Um, so there's a difference between an organ accumulator and an Orgone generator. A generator is from some definitions, and all of these things contradict as per usual. Um, A generator would be something that would be a powered device. Now, we don't make powered devices yet, yet. Um, but (laughs) these are accumulators. So, the idea is that we work with resin and we work with layers of organic and inorganic materials. Now, believe it or not, because resin, comes from the petroleum which comes from carbon, the resin is considered in this practice as an organic material.
0: Guys, it blew my mind. I was like, what? I can't even get my head around (laughs) (laughs) that."
1: So when we're layering um, the organic and inorganic materials, it's Easy to kind of look at the pyramid and think it needs to be layered, and a lot of our pyramids are, from bottom to top, and that's what the layering is. But we're talking about layering as in organic and inorganic materials. I'm kind of rubbing my hands together. You can't really see because this is not a video.
0: <laughs> Looks a little bit creepy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, is that these uh, layers are happening in every direction on all of these layers. And the best thing about the resin is that it starts to permeate through all of the layers. So you're getting lots of little micro interactions of this organic and inorganic material next to each other. It is slowly starting to create this orgone energy. So there's an accumulation. It's a There's a drawing in effect. Um, and... The energy gets drawn in towards the device, whether it's a pyramid or if it's shaped like a hexagon or if it's shaped like a circle or a sphere or whatever it's shaped like. There's a drawing in effect, almost like a magnetic effect for the energy and then there's an opportunity for this kind of transmutation to happen so the energy comes in and then gets a sense of cleaning, transforming,
0: clearing, Transmuting,
1: transmuting. Um, And then uh, that starts to create a more of a positive environment. Now, Reich described this in terms of radiation or radiant energy. Now, obviously, the term radiation has instant negative connotations. But if you think about the sun's radiation, then that's, you know, that's somewhat positive unless you've got real pale skin like me and you get sunburned all the time (laughs) there's some negative connotations there too but anyway radiation um so we have what reich called positive orgone radiation or p-o-r which you might just think of as the good vibes
0: good vibes good
1: vibes and then obviously because we're always dealing with yin and yang we're always dealing with excess and deficient the other end of the scale is called d-o-r now reich Having English as his second language, <laughs> um, went with the word deadly. <laughs> so we've got deadly orgone radiation, that's the DOR or the bad vibes, and then POR or the positive orgone radiation, Could the good just vibes. Called
0: ignore, but no, no. I mean, we can think of it as negative orgone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> radiation.
1: <laughs> but um,
0: we're around it all the time and we're yes. not all dying straight up. So if you're like, Wait, what? It's like it's everywhere. And if you've got your cell phone next to you right now yeah. or your computer, what it's generating would be considered DOR.
1: So, um, I mean,
0: it actually is quite deadly, but yeah. not like straight away.
1: <laughs> so uh, from the terms of measurement, you'd be measuring this in terms of frequency and hertz. And so your um, device, your cell phone, your computer, your car radio, your, all of them have different levels of emission of um, electromagnetic frequency. Um, and some obviously just radio frequency some electrical frequency and electromagnetic frequency and radio frequency so your phone has pretty much all of them pumping out all of the time these will all be considered because of the level of frequency they're in the dor realm and so the idea of these devices is well these orgone pyramids and orgone uh, devices that we're creating is that you can put them in your house. You can grid your house as in create a geometric structure with placing um, multiple devices at certain points. So if you're gonna create a square around your house to grid your house, you'd need four, one in each corner. And if you're gonna create a hexagon, six, etc., etc. etc., anything that you wanted to create, then you are starting to encourage more transmutation of the energy that is DOR the bad vibes, into better vibes, into more of this POR, positive organ radiation in and around your environment. And so you might notice it in things like the quality of your plant growth. Mm. You might notice it in the quality of your own um,
0: state.
1: Mm. You might feel a little better.
0: Yeah, just to say that, because I think that, let's say DOR, or kind of the idea of how we're being affected by radiation, it's it's hard, you know, you sort of hear these things, it can sometimes sound like a conspiracy, and people are like, well, I'm not affected. And it's like, how on earth do you know? And do you actually know what the side effects are? Because exhaustion, insomnia, stress, irritation, frustration, skin irritation, I mean, the list goes on and on, but it's all these things that people think are just a part of life are actually, in a lot of cases, a deal. Are like negative um, radiation poisoning that we're experiencing all of the time, and we're always trying to combat against it. Right? Thinking that because we're made to believe that actually humans are just a little bit deficient, that we were kind of born a, a tiny bit broken. That's just not the case, right? It is actually the environment, and it's not even saying that it's super toxic. It's the fact that if you look at the time frame of our of, of technology and how um rapidly it has come alive in the last what well, since seventies, eighties, right? And, and well, how fast you, it's moved.
1: If you look at the Invisible Rainbow, a book by Arthur Furstenberg, it's mm. a history of electricity and life. He goes right back to let's say Pre-Spanish flu, yeah. and when electrical towers came in, and the correlation to illness that happened around the time of these large, uh, the large-scale electrification of um, the Western world, and the Spanish flu happened at around about the same time.
0: Basically, uh, if you want to look into this, to understand that every time they. Happen to plan a pandemic, it usually coincides with when they're also trying to launch, say, or lay out new electrical new Mm. um, technologies. And so this is why you can't say certain things about what's happened currently in current pandemics because. It's frowned upon.
1: It's very much frowned upon. It, the you,
0: G's you, you of can, you, you one, can, two, three, four, five.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could say it goes against certain community guidelines.
0: It does go against guidelines to talk about this. Why? Why would that happen? And really, really interesting. Um, you know even with with what we're experiencing and the spanish flu is a good one to look at because you know everyone's oh no but that was that was the flu it was really bad and it's like well if you want to go there i mean depending on where you're at on any of this stuff you've got to be very ready to see a very different story around vaccination a very different story around germ theory and a very different story around radiation poisoning because it does paint a different picture and you've got to be ready man you have got to be ready to see that because it pushes down a lot of things and you realize that potentially we've all been lied to. Potentially, on quite a grand scale. And then the fact that, you know, with this current pandemic, they had the practice run, um, event two oh one. If you don't know about that, write it down, have a look. It is fascinating. And then again, remembering that the G's of one, two, three, four, five have now um has now been laid out globally. If you haven't seen your local tower, take a Take a Google of what it looks like and then walk around your town and have a look at the big white panels everywhere and then understand how a lot of um, sickness or symptoms that people have even been experiencing are closer to radiation poisoning than they are to any so-called virus. So it's not saying anything, I'm just saying it is worthwhile having a little look and the reason obviously because we've been exploring this for several years it also makes the connection for us to working with things like um, well, Tesla Technology and Organite and Wilhelm Reich's work because we're going, how can we protect ourselves, our house, our family, and how can we offer something in the world that is helping others to protect themselves from basically an invisible force? You know, this idea that the invisible enemy is a virus is nearly laughable, but there is. There is actually an invisible force, right? And maybe I'm the one that gets laughed at as the conspiracy theorist. But isn't it funny because we're both talking about an invisible enemy floating in the air? Mm. Which one is it? Where do you believe? What do you What do you understand about this? Have you just taken things, just taken what you've been told, or have you started to look at it? Have you questioned symptoms? Because it's fascinating how COVID started as a respiratory condition. And I know a lot of people who have tested positive and haven't had any respiratory symptoms. How do you get a respiratory um, viral infection, whatever you call it, without respiratory symptoms? But then look up radiation symptoms. Fascinating. I digress. Mm.
1: I mean, you do and you don't. <laughs> because it's a very on-topic digression, if that's such a thing.
0: Mm. Um, definitely, what I think, a big reason kind of why we're here, how we've been interested and drawn. Yeah. And it was actually only in December and we were like sitting in bed. and
1: Guys, it's April now. Well, it's actually just about May. Two, it would be May in two days. So,
0: And, you know, I've had this so many times in my life, the same thing with yoga. It was very much like, oh, you're going to teach yoga for the rest of your life. I was like, cool, cool. And then I flew back to New Zealand, did my training and haven't stopped since. And that's like, you know, 10, 11 years ago. So it was another one of those moments where it's like, you guys are going to create Organite Pyramids. I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> I did not even know what resin was. <laughs> True statement. <laughs> um, but it's, sometimes it's not about that. It's not about knowing the craft. It's that we've done so much learning and researching in so many other areas around this that the creation and production of, of Organite with our intention is important because we understand why it is valuable and important and that having them in our house has been amazing. Like we have had, you know, we can talk about our own positive experience with this because at the end of the day, we are all our own scientists, right? Like we're the ones exploring through our own senses. It's super important. We know how to do that through awareness and, and through, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Discernment. You know, what do we feel? And I mean, we've we've already we've we've good at our house before with crystals and we have it done and we've had it fully cleansed and we use prayer and intention and chanting and all of these types of beautiful, magical things that all work equally as well as having any other device. Just wanting to say that, that, you know, anything you're doing is so powerful when there is intention behind it and then creating these pyramids also with intention and blessing and charging them and everything that we do in our process has Lifted once again to another level of vitality and energy and clarity. We have them under our beds now. The sleep improves Um, plant life. We have them in the fridge so you can keep that. We're a bit useless food in the fridge, but keeping it fresher for longer. All these sorts of things. And yes, you could happily say, but Nicole, it's just all the placebo. And I would happily say back to you, I don't really care what it actually is. If I'm having a positive experience and enjoying it.
1: I mean, I'll take a placebo if it increases the <laughs> P-O-R, you know. Exactly. And the the result is the same, right, whether you took the placebo or not. And if you've looked deep down that rabbit hole, it's really, really quite entertaining.
0: It's also interesting with placebo. Like, I do believe everything is placebo, and but it doesn't necessarily mean it's easy to change mm. because the belief change processes you can't just
1: think your way into a placebo you can't because you already know it's not real and then it's all over
0: you've actually got to shift it in your subconscious and i mean we've done lots of training in belief change processes something else we do yes we are still open positions and <laughs> <laughs> so we do that but it's like you know interestingly enough so i still take nurofen little pills every month when i get my period because i have so much pain right? A story that I've been experiencing and we've done different things where I've been able to not, I've been able to really focus and kind of change it, but that belief is so strong and however it's serving me that those little pills are going to take my pain away, which they do. And I know in my conscious mind that it's placebo, that I am placeboing myself, but the belief overrides it in my subconscious. And you might say, (laughs) but you know, belief change processes. And I've tried in different ways. But when we're working with we belief change. We haven't
1: dug that deep yet. We haven't yeah, found that There's thing, so or, many different
0: perceptions yeah. around it, right? Like it might not just directly be uh, I'm placeboing this. It'll have some other connection probably like to my mother or, you know, to some other um, relationship of whatever that is or just the the need to be the victim at that time. Something along those lines. But my point is. Placebo is actually, placebo and nocebo are very, very strong and not something that you can just, yeah, talk in your conscious mind out of. So you might, like for uh, for us, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to learn about Organite and I'm going to have this pyramid and this pyramid in my house is transmuting the energy. It is creating this POR, this positive organ effect in my bedroom or my, you know, at my desk or under my bed or wherever you choose to place it or I'm going to grid my house and it's like, it's like supercharging your belief, right? Because you're using these other devices. So there's a lot of people who talk about all of the, the science and what it's actually doing. And yes, feel free to go and look at that because it's absolutely there. But at the same time, I think from our experience and where we come from, we understand that it is all of that kind of placebo as well and that you have the choice to choose what Guys, you want to do in charge. The it.
1: scientific method is placebo. <laughs> The whole thing.
0: Oh, he went there. The
1: whole thing is belief. It's all belief. All of it.
0: oh the too, time. Yeah,
1: that thing you're thinking of? Belief. Yeah, that other thing. Belief. It's all belief. It's just belief.
0: It's just belief.
1: We're spiritual beings having a human experience. We are not some mechanical robotic meat suit
0: walking around. <laughs> We're really, really not. You know? And it's like my... Beautiful best friend. Um, she got one about pyramids, you know, and she's like, I don't really get it, but I think they're pretty. You know, <laughs> one, she loves us, and two, she wants to support us. And three, she's like, I just really like the look of it. I, I want it in my house, you know. And four, there might be benefit, you know, because my intention going into creating that pyramid is so much love and wanting and wanting it to do something positive, right? Like, I really want that. So that intention going into it is also so important. Mm-hmm. So it's like we are putting that in and we bless them. We actually use a really specific prayer to bless the pyramids. And we use the singing bowl and we use symbols, And we have frequencies playing all the time. So um, we're actually about to to explore different frequencies for different pyramids. At the moment, it's all of the – what is that? It's like the all-gone going It's
1: the all-gone frequency. frequency. I'm pretty sure most of it is 432 hertz. Yeah which is the frequency of healing that a lot of people... It is the frequency of the note of A
0: mm.
1: prior to the change of the note of A, which was instigated Guys, by the Nazis. <laughs> but no, I can't say that.
0: You can't. But no. basically, if you, you know, understand somatics, it really... Throws off your vibe If you change that Because we are so Connected mm. to frequency
1: Cymatics Are you talking about there? I said
0: What did I say Somatics
1: Somatics
0: yeah. Cymatics With a C C-Y, C-y. Yeah. Not
1: <laughs> a Not that they're actually Different things Because somatics Is working with the Cymatics of your body Anyway When you so slow down, down Enough to true. move In that way
0: Johnny Yeah it's all connected. Amazing, though, So many topics we could talk about.
1: Yes. And I just wanted to touch on a point that I just remembered got lost in the conversation earlier in that Reich, Mr. Wilhelm Reich, to come back to him, he was uh, a modern, I'm going to say a modern Da Vinci, a modern Renaissance man, mm. a modern cross-disciplinary, multidisciplinary, um, think outside of the box of any particular discipline kind of guy. So he didn't see, oh, well, I'm a psychoanalyst, so I have to stay in this box. You know, I'm a medical doctor and a psychoanalyst, and I've got to stay in this box. He, he followed was like, the
0: bouncy ball, Hell
1: like, no. Yeah, yeah, he just he just kept going. He was like, well, if that then that means that, then does this mean this? And to the point where he created a, um, a device, which is big enough to go on the back of a pickup truck or a, a ute, if you're from Australia or New it Zealand. It looks
0: crazy. <laughs>
1: and it's called a Cloud Buster. Strange name because it actually creates clouds, um, but but like huge copper pipes on the back of a pickup truck pointing to the sky and the back of them, obviously pointing down towards the earth, which were connected to um, flexible piping that went into a local water source. So he did this in Maine, um, I think it was Maine, um, in America, where blueberry farmers were complaining that the drought was destroying their crops and they needed rain and they didn't have proper irrigation set up. Well, they did, but there wasn't enough rain. Anyway, right to the rescue, came in. He's like, this is a perfect opportunity to test my cloud buster. Um, parked up, put the pipes in the river. Relative humidity of the area changed within 48 hours. It was raining within a week. It hadn't rained. It is the longest drought in recorded history at that time. It hadn't rained um, for over a year, I think. It was, yeah, I
0: was going to say two years, but I, yeah, be, I can't remember. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the man really didn't put any boundaries on himself. Um, and so, you know, in that, following that inspiration, we just decided, you know, we can make pyramids.
0: Which actually, in what he talks about, this idea of being armored and unarmored, like that humans yes. are armored or unarmored, you know, and the unarmored person is someone who is in the flow of life. You know, we say go with the flow and follow your purpose and follow the excitement, all these things. That's being unarmored. When we're armored, which again, they were linking to kind of sexual oppression. you're you're so rigid and it's like ticking the boxes and doing those things and this is how you do life and that's what is even within our systems and structures our accepted society of the modern world is seen as successful right you're being responsible you're a good person because you do you that stay you stay armoured, right? compartment
1: yeah in this compartmentalized and the world people
0: who are like very fluid and, and totally changing lanes all the time are seen as like flaky or not here or not not being the expert huh but actually if you think about it right we're here to kind of play and learn and grow and explore We should all be doing that Mm. this unarmored expression of life where you can play and create and you follow the threads just because and for example like what we're doing just because from the outside it looks like it's going everywhere to us it's very coherent Mm. right if we were forcing ourselves to stay doing exactly what we were doing 10 years ago how boring and if you meet people who are doing the same things as they were 10 years ago usually bored i'm not like wow i really wish i could be as successful as you you know like that's not personally where i go it's more like how can we be more creative and be able to lean into this And i'm not saying doing it from a flaky place or being irresponsible or kind of you know pushing others out the way or not taking responsibility for your life but in this From this balanced place of like, wow, there is this new excitement within me. There's this new inspiration. I'm actually being asked to do something else. What is that? And it's not that someone's telling me what to do. It was more like, hey, here's this offering. Would you like to accept? Because you will be supported along the way if you do. Mm. And I know it's um, Elizabeth Gilbert, you know, who talks about the genius in Big Magic or one of her TED Talks. Anyway, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And the idea that there's, you know, the genius kind of ideas that are around and you are able to take one and then ride with it. And I believe that when you take that, then all the doors are open for you because it arrived for you to do. This wasn't something we're trying to force, like this is an idea we're going to force. And I think that's what Reich did, so he was supported in everything that he did, not necessarily by the external powers around him, but in the sense that, you know, he was shown the bio on experiments. He was kind of given the information and you're given those little threads if you follow it and you're given synchronicity and it becomes a really magical path Mm. for you. Like at the end of the day, who cares what other people think about what you're doing? Like who cares? And when we understand this. It's like, oh, if I do this and I'm supported by something that I don't really understand, I'm probably just going to do that. It's much more fun. Mm. And so mm. that's kind of our journey with 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 organized pyramids. And they're amazing. And we love we love creating them and learning about this. And we wanted to talk because we will do more podcasts talking about this because. Every day we're unraveling more and more learning and what's more effective and how can we measure them and how can we test them and what's our experience and what can we add? And it's all very thrilling,
1: to be Mm. honest. P.S. If you have one of our pyramids already, if you have one of our organite pendants or devices or any of the other things that we've created, um, let us know. What does it feel like when you hold it in your hand? What is it? What is it?
0: Where is it in your house? Yeah,
1: what position does it hold in your house? And what, is it, what does it mean to you when you look at it? What? Um, why did you choose the spot you chose in your house?
0: Does it move? Like, not by itself. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I
1: mean that would be cool. That would be cool <laughs> too.
0: But do Let you feel happens, like, like you, <laughs> you want to move it around? like, Or maybe you've grown to not like it. You know, like all of these things, it's like good, bad, hard to say. You do know? you feel We're like exploring. it needs...
1: A cleanse If mm. so Put it out in the sun
0: Or uh, the moon Or
1: the moon Yeah Or the ocean Or the ocean Or run it under some nice Filtered Blessed water
0: mm.
1: Yeah Give yeah. it a little restart A little recharge
0: Don't forget to bless your water Yeah Little fun reminders With Nicole and John <laughs> Yeah
1: Bless your water
0: Bless your water Put a pyramid under it
1: I mean even if the blessing Is literally I'm picking up my glass of water Right now It's actually empty oh, Unfortunately is, I've true. got one drop there mm. But picking up your glass of water and just saying, I love this water.
0: Mm.
1: and that changes everything.
0: Mm. Like, mm. you know, we, we always do, um, you know, when you're eating, it's just a moment of like, blessings to this food. Mm. And sometimes you can do a more elaborate blessing if you're not already, but just even, or just putting your hands over it or holding the bowl, what is it, like a oh, blessing, oh, thank you, like, thanks how great like maybe this is food to be filled with vitality and energy that i require in my body for my life you know Mm. and it's it's truly amazing and it's the same thing and if you do have um an organite pyramid or even like a favorite crystal you can do the same thing you know and actually talk to it cultivate it's like cultivating a relationship where you're putting your intention into it and you're appreciating and you're loving it you know it'd be like if you had a dog and it was just in your house, but you never acknowledged it was there, right? Like you can't say, you can just think of your sort of things like this, like how do you, do we talk to our house? Do we talk to our things? I understand how it sounds, <laughs> but it can it can change stuff. And actually just it just feels like there's a child uh, childishness to it that brings so much, invokes so much more joy and magic and exploration. And it is very much that unarmored quality of being able to just be in the wonder and the mystery. So you can sort of look maybe at parts of yourself, parts of your life, and be like, where am I really armored and rigid? And where am I unarmored and free? And kind of understanding.
1: Yeah. You can think about think of it as a permission slip.
0: Mm. We
1: give you permission to have a little bit more fun with everything. Mm. Get a little bit more playful, a little bit more childlike, have a little bit more joy. Who wouldn't want that?
0: Who wouldn't want that?
1: And don't just stay in your compartmentalized compartment of No, I am just a systems analyst for this particular company and I've done it for 27 years. (laughs) And the systems that I've been analyzing remain the same.
0: (laughs) You sound like (laughs) Um, (laughs) Chandler. Yeah, cool. So also, if you do want one of our pyramids because one – we, we like making them. them too. We sell them. <laughs> Three, we think they're real cool. Um, what we do a lot of is custom design. So you can say, hey, guys, I want a pyramid and I love this crystal and I really...
1: Guys, there's crystals in them, if you didn't know that.
0: Oh, yeah, there is crystals in them. That's What we didn't actually talk about is the evolution from um, Wilhelm Reich from orgone accumulators to organite, which is actually... Um, there's two other main guys in between Reich and then where we are now that's taken it from kind of orgone accumulators to Organite Pyramids and lots of other people. And there's people creating them all over the world. There's an amazing community, mainly out of the States, that we've kind of just um hooked into and it's just incredible support, people doing amazing things. There's this whole um Organite gifting community where they take them around like all the different towers and like high areas of uh, DOR, placing them there to actually help to basically clear the air for everybody else. And they're just doing this for free. And it's amazing we've taken them to our local um g12345 stations and you know why not think of all the things we can do Uh, but yeah so we do custom design if you go on our website there's like a little in our store you can kind of see it says custom design it will say zero dollars on it because it's like you just email me but basically it has the list of like the metals that you can choose you can choose uh we've used like a 24 cup gold flakes we use silver and copper flakes and then we use all the different crystals you can see all the ones we've got in stock and we use flower of life symbols and kind of copper tensor rings and coils all sorts of things to supercharge the pyramids up to make them even more let's say booty for your por Mm -hmm. uh yeah and we can we can make one for you which we would just absolutely be privileged and honored to do
1: yeah yeah so get in touch um if you have any questions about Organite, we'll do another episode, podcast in, you know, a few months' time or something along those lines. Guys, or,
0: it'll probably be next week. I mean,
1: it might be, yeah. <laughs>
0: Someone ask a question and we'll do another
1: one. Yeah, two. yeah. If you if you throw us some questions, if yeah. you like, yeah, 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 I saw those things, but I got one of those ones, you know, from, uh, I just went online and just just got one from.
0: Did you buy it on Alibaba for
1: $20? Maybe.
0: I'm going to put it out there. Again. Placebo is everything, so maybe don't ruin it for yourself. If, if it's working for you, go for it. But um, there's a lot of fake crystal going around. There's a lot of lack of metal and all sorts of things that happen. But you know what? If you if you charge it and put your intention into it, it potentially will still work. You know. So it's like I don't want to say that there's good ones and crap ones. I want to be yeah. like there's just if you resonate with it, you resonate with it, and then you put that intention into it. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, thank you for listening. Send us those questions. Let us know um, what you think. Uh, that's what we're kind of most interested about. We can talk to each other all day. You know? It's pretty
0: fun. Yeah. We're just at our table, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just don't ask up. us where we do podcasts. Just we do it up. at our kitchen table.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. We do it outside.
0: That's true. Mm. One time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And when we went on the road. Um,
0: true, yes.
1: Yeah. But for now we are signing off thank you for listening we love your listenership you're amazing for uh for listening right to the end um you're a rare one most people drop off
0: oh don't tell me that i'm glad you're here yeah we love you all and you're the uh, best ones yeah <laughs> also not true but <laughs> we'll talk soon <laughs> bye the radical, radical Awareness, awareness Podcast. podcast.